And we're back to another episode of Your List Sucks, episode 32. Uh, uh, when this is released, it will be the new decade. Uh, we'll be Well, the new year, uh, 2020. So we're closing it out. We're doing the best of the decade. Uh, I've pissed off a lot of people on this panel. I've made them revise their list a couple times. They had to pick a movie from each year to be represented. As much as somebody could not stand that option, uh, it's still that's the way it's going to be. Um, again, we we're this entire month of January is going to be the best of the decade and best of 2019. So it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of worst. We're we're going to do worst next week, but right now it's best. First is Pollyama. Couldn't stand the rule. Tried to fight it numerous times. Yeah, hate so to can see I it. double up on one? You really hate to see it. No. So uh, do you feel like you'll have the best list? Because, again, this was really set to – we put this together really last minute. So I was not able to watch any of your pretentious movies that saw only 200 people <laughs> saw. So do you think that will give you the advantage of winning yet again? Uh, look, I have no idea what's going to happen on here. Uh, I feel like, you know, Kirk, I feel like I know his taste and then – he loves Napoleon Dynamite, so then I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Uh, Brian is just uh, a very tenuous relationship, we'll say, with our, our opinions. Uh, sometimes we decide to randomly agree. And then Peggy, I really have no clue. Um, that's kind of the most exciting part, I think, for me, is, is finding out what everyone's going to pick as far as their favorites. And it's funny, you know, some years maybe the se- your second favorite movie would be in your top five, too, but it doesn't matter because it's not good enough to be the best for that year. And uh, them's the breaks. You're muted. Next. Uh, can, can never figure out the mute button. 32 episodes, still can't figure it out. Going to go to Brian Michaels, uh, the guy that I promised to see on the show, then gave it away and then gave it back. So uh, I am a nice guy sometimes. Uh, then you sent me your list and I, I wanted to punch my screen. Uh, so that's given a little insight to what's going to happen. But uh, do you feel like you picked the correct movies? My list is exactly why you wanted me on here, because you like to punch the screen and you like to yell at me and you like to criticize my taste, which is also why you have these two over here, Paul and Kirk, because they are going to, I believe I describe it as virtual curb stomping um, to my, to my uh, answers. But, you know, different tastes, that's how it is. Mine are definitely going to be the more, the more mainstream picks. Um, as opposed to some of the pretentious crap they're going to put on there, except for at least one of Kirk's, which is going to be pretty horrible. Um, <laughs> Peggy, I, I, like like I said, I don't know. I'm guessing hers will be a little more mainstream, but something tells me they'll be nicer to her, but they all just hate me, so <laughs> whatever. I'm used to it. Well, you brought her up. Uh, first time on the show, uh, Peggy, uh, I asked Coho because I, I'm always scared when I bring new people onto the show that I'm not the very I'm not the nicest person to uh, be on. Uh and you literally said, I'm going to be, I'm okay to be yelled at for my choices. So uh, how do you feel like you're going to do today? Oh, I fully anticipate getting yelled at for my choices. In fact, I did a little bit of research and one of mine was on Paul's most overrated of the decade a few episodes ago. So I have a feeling that it's going to get a little, uh, little heated. One of us. One of us. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for watching the past episodes. And next, the most requested second host ever, a part of your list sucks. It may have been that I was on the panel and he got to yell at me or that he got to yell at the people he did. But, Kirk, uh, you're on the show. Uh, you did a terrible job uh, hosting last time, in my opinion. But uh, I think that you were great. Uh, people thought you were great. Uh, do you think that you, uh, as, a ho- as a person that's hosted and has been on the panel, do you think you've now 
got the list to impress me and not make me upset? Um, I made the right list. Um, I can't control how you feel about it. It's it's just I I made the I made the right choices and we'll see how it goes. Yep, you were made to be the second host for the show. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into this new style, new way. Here we go. Kurt, uh, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. The first year is 2012. 2012 is what we're talking about. So Peggy, Paul, uh, Brian, Kurt, tell me where this ranked on your top ten list. Number ten for Paul. Nine. Um, Nine. Um, seven. Seven. Peggy. Ten. Ten. So, Brian, is that right? You get to talk yeah. about the first thing, Kirk, and then Paul and Peggy. So, what was the movie you decided to choose for for 2012? Okay. Um, for 2012, um, I actually ended up picking Django Unchained. Um which actually would surprise some people, but to be honest with you, your whole one movie per year kind of screwed up my entire list. Um, <laughs> so if I could pick more than one a year, this might not have been the pick, but I went with this. Because um, I like Tarantino. I'm not as into it as, as much as a lot of other people are. I mean, I don't, don't love everything he does, but this one I really liked that I was back in full form. I love the acting, the dialogue, you know, all the usual Tarantino stuff. But that's why I like Kirk, what was your movie for 2012? My movie for 2012, 2012 wasn't a super strong year for me. Um, the movie I ended up going with was Lincoln. And I know a lot of people are down on this because it's basically just a, a, a character piece, just one performance. And it's an amazing performance. That is the main reason I like it. Um, but you got a lot of other great uh, uh, performances as well, a lot of, a lot of good uh, you know, side uh, supporting characters. And it's a great story. And I really loved it. So um, that's my best for 2012. Peggy. What did you choose for 2012? I went a little bit off the beaten path. I went with The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, loved the book. It introduced me to the brilliance that is Ezra Miller. I, had a, I think it had a sort of John Hughes feel, but darker. And uh, Logan Lerman, the surprise, blew me away in that performance. That was great. And Paul, tell me why you picked uh, the event. Here's where Brian roasts me again for being obscure and whatever pretentious. Uh, it's a documentary. Uh, it's called The Act of Killing, um, which is about uh, mass murder in Indonesia. Uh, not crazy about the year 2012, but this is like a really incredible documentary. Um, it's really moving. It's hard to watch, but I think it's a great exploration of, of what is a pretty horrific event in human history. Um, I think documentaries were a, a big for me this decade, and I think this is one that really, really stood out. Um, I just thought it was really moving, and um, it's, again, it's 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 a tough watch, but it's it's very worthwhile, I think. Okay, I'm surprised it wasn't the Avengers. Really, um, thought it was going to definitely be close, the close. close. Uh, it seems like 2012 wasn't big on everybody's radar. Um, Django, I do respect the choice. Lincoln, I really do enjoy. Perks of being a wallflower, not. No, it didn't hit me like the way I, I guess maybe a little older than what I liked of that movie, but I'm not saying it's bad by any means. And of course, Paul, I'm just going to skip you because of course I haven't seen it, uh, but I'll add it to the long list of probably on the things I need to watch. Um, now we're going to go to, or don't have to, you're right. Uh, we're going to go to the next year. Uh, it's 2011. 2011. Where did everybody have that rate? I had that last. Yeah, that was my 10. Five, two. two, okay, Peggy, take it away with your two, then Paul, then Kirk, then Brian. I am going to get so much 
hate for this one, but I went with Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> I happen to love the movie. I am a big fan of ensemble cast and rom-toms and just romance. You got Ryan Gosling, Steve Crow, Emma Stone. I thought it was fantastic. Not everyone's cup of tea, but it's my favorite of the year. You're right, Brian. That's cool. Um, but we're going to go to Paul next. Paul, what was your 2011? Uh, it was really close between two movies for me, um, but ultimately I think I went with my heart and not my head in a way, um, and I picked Moneyball. Um, again, I think like baseball is one of my favorite sports, um, and this is just such a moving, weirdly moving portrait of something that you would think of as being very mechanical and detached. Um, I recently found out that um, um, this this girl that I've met through through Brendan Meyer, who's one of my sport opponents, plays the daughter in this movie. Um, which is just kind of bizarre um, because she makes me cry every time I watch this movie when, when she's, she's singing on the tape at the end of the movie. That's like, um, it's always been a big cry moment um, for me. And I just think it's an incredible Brad Pitt performance. It's really a really smart and sharp script. And I think it's just top to bottom. It's just a really strong movie. And it's kind of crazy. They made a great movie about someone trying to trade for Ricardo Rincon. You know, it's crazy what filmmaking can do. <laughs> All right, Kirk, what you had at 10? Yeah, 2011 was probably the weakest year um, of the decade for me, at least as far as like great movies. I mean, I'm looking here, and there's a lot of good movies that came out, but nothing jumped out that would be on my top 10 of the decade. Um, so for my uh, number one, I went for I was a fun one. I went with Cabin in the Woods. Um, just a great, just a really great horror movie, great take Isn't on it. Isn't that 2012? Isn't that 2012? That's the problem. IMDb has listed as 2011, but it was only a film festival thing. It was released in April of 2012. So yeah, uh, IMDb and I could change it if I have to. Is that if it's if it's, did you have it for 2012, Paul? I mean, no, I don't have it on my 2012 list. I just uh, there were movies that were like that for me where I wanted to. Yeah, Letterboxd. I would, have, I, would, I would have a different 2012. Is what I'm saying. If that was the case, uh, but it doesn't. It's it's fine. Though. Letterbox and IMDb <laughs> right. had it at 2011. So right. we, it's, we're going with it. uh, it's it's fine. You're rolling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is a um, just a really great horror movie. Great take on the whole genre. And that last you know ten minutes of that's uh, that final scene is just one of my favorite things to watch of the decade. Uh, so again, I mean, it's it didn't blow, it's not a not mind blowing movie, uh, but out of a pretty weak year, that's my number one. And Brian. Uh, I agree. 2011 was by far the weakest year of the decade, I thought, which, you know, it, it was the year that wouldn't even even made my list if we were allowed to choose more than one for a year. Um, Cabin in the Woods would actually be my number one if I counted it, but I chose, I went by the release date, so whatever. Um, but instead, I chose one that would be the epitome of why you hate my list, and that is Fast Five. <laughs> Just because, because that year, I didn't have, there weren't a lot of great films, um, but this one I thought was a ton of fun. And this is kind of the one where the, the franchise has really changed into what it is now, which is just action, popcorn, blockbuster, spectacular, you know, unbelievable. And, instead of trying to be, you know, point breaker, which I had fun. It introduced the rock into the series. You know, I liked it, but I know everybody doesn't, but it's just in a weak year, it was at least something entertaining for me. Please don't ever use the word spectacular again with this franchise, but um just real quick, and then I forgot the last round, but I'm going to open up this round. Uh, we're going to discuss like why you guys didn't choose each other's films. Uh, but real quick, uh, I will go to Kirk. Kirk, your choice for uh, Capital Woods. Good choice. Uh, again, kind of discredited. It didn't count. But I'm the same way. When I check people's list, I type in IMDb. I see, it's, I see 2011, so I go with 2011. And yeah. that's just a mistake. Um, but 
so I'm not going to discredit it. It just doesn't really count. Uh, the Fast Five, gosh, that was that's that's a, it's the one I do enjoy. It's the one I truly do enjoy from that franchise. It's the like rest 10, I mean, you're not allowed to trash it. Nobody else, I really don't it. like it that much. Uh, <laughs> Paul's Paul Moneyball, fantastic. We've talked about this numerous times. I think it's one of the best baseball movies that I've ever made. They do lead you astray and don't talk about the dominant three pitchers that they have on the staff, but whatever. We won't talk about that moment. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy Stupid Love. This was literally like when somebody bites into a lemon. When you said it, I was like, oh, oh, that, that's really – I forgot that was on your list. I don't like this movie at all. I get dragged into too many uh, rom-coms, uh, romance romance movies like that, and I just don't care for this movie as much as I, that I should maybe. I think it's not bad, but again – my wife has completely made me hate anything with love in the movies. Um, so, you four, tell me why you didn't pick each other's movies. Why? What do you think is the biggest mistake on someone's list, and what do you think they are like missing besides Kirk's being not able to read release dates? Should we just go person by person and have everyone else comment on their on their movies? Sure. Yeah. So, who wants to start? I'll start. Can we just do over and under now how many fast movies Brian has on his list altogether? <laughs> <laughs> um, Moneyball, I like. Um, I don't think that's a bad pick, um, especially for this year. I just, for me, it gets a little too um, procedural at some parts um, where fair. I kind of, I kind of drift off. But I mean, the, like, like uh, Paul said, the emotional beats are great, and uh, Brad Pitt's in it. I really love um, what's his name as the as the coach. Uh, he did, he does a great job. What's so his name? wow. <laughs> that hurts. Philip I'm blanking on the name. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sorry, I, I didn't mean any disrespect with that. And uh, Jonah Hill's great in it too. I mean, a lot of great uh, characters in this. So, yeah, that's not a bad pick. Um, I wouldn't go against that. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. If I was going to pick a rom com, uh, that would be one. It would be okay, especially like I said this year. Uh, not a great year. And Fast Five is Fast Five. So, not more yet to say about that. Yeah, um, Crazy Stupid Love would not be the Ryan Gosling 2011 movie that I personally would have chosen for this list. Um, but you know, I, I like the movie a lot, quite a bit actually. Like I, I, um, I think that Gosling and and Carell have pretty good chemistry together. Um, and it's kind of a different shade of Gosling that we don't really see very often. Um, Fast Five. I'm personally a big fan of the Fast and Furious movies, and this is like maybe my fifth favorite. It's like the most serious one, and like technically speaking the best one but it's not the reason that i like the franchise really um it's not as ridiculous as a lot of the stuff that i enjoy the most granted there's the please safe tell me what, what you like it please tell me what you like um, it. Uh, that's for another show for another day um and then kevin the woods i love um I, I i oft quote this movie but again i just don't think of it as being in 2011 um but it is super fun and it was a great surprise because i actually saw it without really knowing almost anything about it um, and that I think was a really great, like, wow, like a really big surprise for me. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think of it as 2011. So. Yeah. Um, I agree with Moneyball. I mean, it's, it's an excellent pick. I can't say a bad word about it. Cabin in the Woods. I've never seen it, so I can't mention anything on that. Ooh, watch it. Fast five, fast five. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That safe rolling down the street is still badass. I don't care what anybody says. Um, okay, so the next one. As as I can you know, Brian, not get a, Brian doesn't get an opinion. Oh, Brian, sorry. I, I assumed sorry. I was got a timeout for picking Fast Five. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I'm, happy. I'm getting off easy with the just Fast Five, Fast Five, so I'll take it. Um, uh, yeah, Cabin in the Woods, I talked about. That probably would have been my number one. There's actually another 2012 one that's technically listed 2011, The Raid, which also might have made my list if we were going by that. Um, 
Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. I actually really enjoy Crazy Stupid Love. It's a great cast. Uh, it's it's a fun romantic comedy. Um, it's not like top five of the year for me, but I still really like that movie. And uh, Moneyball, I'll watch anything that Aaron Sorkin has anything to do with. So yeah, good pick. Big Studio Sixty, the Sunset Strip guy. Oh, here we go. Um, this is not what I, I'm not looking forward to. This one at all. Um, uh, Twenty seventeen. Are we going to go back and discuss 2012, or are we just dropping that just dropping that all together? We can if you'd like. If I mean, I, I know. I just – just, like Would you like to go back in time, Paul? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make it too hard on Brian, so we don't 2012, have to. 2012. We're bringing 2012 back. Uh, Brian, tell me why you didn't pick the other people's 2012 movie. Uh, I think everybody remind what you had. Lincoln. Uh, active Kill. Then. Uh, I had Django. And what was Peggy's? Perks being a wallflower. Yeah. I think yeah. she tries it. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So, so uh, Active Killing, I did not pick because I am unaware of its existence. So, uh, but you know, it actually sounds like actually it might have something to add to my list to check them. Um, Lincoln, I thought was one of those movies that's full of great performances. Um, it's barely even about Lincoln. They should just call the movie The 13th Amendment. Uh, it was it's like watching a long episode of you know uh, of uh, the West Wing, except taking place back in old days. Which West Wing's a good show. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. It just wasn't really about Lincoln, and that kind of threw me. Um, but great performances, especially Daniel Day Lewis, obviously. And uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Eh. That's all I'm saying. Hey, with it. hey, West Wing slaps. I'll tell you right now. Um, I have not seen Paul's movie, unfortunately. Uh, and Brian, what was yours again? I'm sorry. Django. Uh, Django, great. I'm surprised you picked that. Um, I think that's a great pick. And um, it'd probably be my two or three for the year. Um, not my favorite Tarantino of the uh, decade, spoiler alert. Uh, and Persimmon Wallflower, again, I'm not a huge fan of like the teen. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the huge teed uh, coming of age movies, but that's a pretty good one. And also, it's a Pittsburgh movie. Uh, that scene driving through the tunnel and coming out of that big that view of Pittsburgh. I just did that the other day. Um, so I mean, that makes it near and dear to my heart. Uh, but yeah, uh, these are three. Uh, again, I mean, I can't I can't say Paul's for sure because I haven't seen them. But I'm sure it's good, but three solid picks. Uh, yeah, I've I've kind of spoken my Django piece. Um, I actually rewatched most of it the other day. I think it just really drags, um, and it's. It's not the kind of Tarantino that, that really appeals to me. I think it's a little too in the mud with a lot of its sort of subject matter. And it's not it's not an interesting version of the story. I don't really care for the Waltz performance that much. It's kind of like diet um, Hans Landa to me. Um, it's sort of his affectation and stuff that doesn't really work for me. I just think it's a wildly um, not great movie. Um, Perks I used to love for a long time. That used to be one of my favorite movies. And I rewatched it about a year ago and it just didn't have the same effect that I think it used to. Um, it's nice that it's willing to go dark, but I just think that, yeah, Perks is not quite, I don't think it quite holds up for me as, as strongly as it, um, as I thought it would or hoped it would, I guess. Um, and then Ryan's, oh, no, Kirk's pick, which is Lincoln, um, I just think is a bit stodgy and a little kind of, it's a little robotic from, from Spielberg, I think. Um, it's, I think, in a weird way, kind of underrated because I think everyone really just dismisses it. Um, it is an incredible DDL performance, but I think that outside of the performance work and the pretty pretty good script, I think it's like 
It's just a little robotic. And Peggy, uh, do you have anything to say about 2012 movies, uh, Django Unchained, uh, Lincoln, or The Act of Killing? Never seen The Act of Killing, so I have too much on that. I thought Lincoln was great. Can't go wrong with the Daniel Day-Lewis movie, honestly. And what was the other one? Django. Django. Um, brilliant. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys have said everything. I'm sorry, I missed it. My phone overheated. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be uh, my probably my least favorite part of the entire episode. Um, uh, we're going to go to 2017. Um, there's a lot of movies you could have picked in 2017. A lot of you didn't. And so, where's the highest you have 2017 at? I got three. Mine's nine. So mine's nine too. Okay. Well, <laughs> just the man that I wanted to talk first. Chris, <laughs> go ahead. I wonder if we. Yeah, you do. You both can talk about it simultaneously if you'd like. Yeah, um, 2017 was a great year. Um, a lot of good choices came out of there. Right. Um, but my favorite, and this was, not, if you go back and look at my top. 10 of 2017. This is not my number one movie uh, at the time, but it's really grown on me. Uh, my number one is Lady Bird. Uh, this is uh, for the year is Lady Bird. This is one that, I mean, I think uh, Sharon and I've said this before on the show, is the best actress we have working today. And um, this is probably my favorite coming-of-age movie of all time. Uh, every character in this movie is so real and so fleshed out. And um, just really, you, you buy everything that's going on in this movie. Um, her performance is great. Uh, her parents, her, her siblings, her friends, everything in this movie feels so real and so grounded. Uh, and I just love every second of it. And I'll let uh, Paul talk about it some more. Yeah, so this is uh, my pick. I actually had another pick. Um, I rewatched sort of three movies I had circling for this year. Um, and I just think that in my heart, this is my pick, ultimately. Um, it's the movie that I connect to the deepest um, now, is that because Laurie Metcalf in this movie really looks like my mom and has a really similar job? And I'm also an, a kid who went to artistic school very far away from home. That's a, a very strong possibility. Um, it's always been a movie that's kind of almost too close to talk about. It's just, it's so rich. And every character, I think, just has such such presence. I think the moment where, where Beanie Feldstein's character says that not, um, um, not everyone's built happy, I think, is such a moving moment of that movie. Um, it's a script that I think is so incredible. The opening scene, I think, is one of the great opening scenes of the last 15, 20 years, honestly. It's so eff effective and efficient. Um, Laurie Metcalf was absolutely robbed. I think uh, that performance is astounding. And Search is great. And Greta Gerwig is just a person that, as an actor and a filmmaker that has kind of defined the decade for me. So I feel like I needed to have a presence of hers on here. Um, granted, if I did the Kirk thing, I would have had Francis Ha for 2012, but... No, what are you gonna do? I, 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 I uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just love Lady Bird a lot. And it's, it's it's consistently moved me since I saw it and until today. No, oh, it moves me too. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. Go. Uh, let's go, uh, Brian. Do you both have it in mind? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Whoever wants to talk, go ahead and just go ahead, short your nut. Uh, I went with Get Out. Uh, I'm not normally a fan of horror. I. At, up until that movie came out, I thought that Keegan-Michael Key was going to be the only one who really had success off of Key and Peele. And then Jordan Peele came and punched me in the face with his talent. Um, I don't, I thought it was great. I don't, don't normally enjoy scary movies, but that was what I picked. So there you go. Well, Brian. 
Um, I picked mine just to piss off Kirk, I think. Um, it is one baby driver. <laughs> um, this is a movie that I really liked but didn't love the first time I saw it. But the more I've watched it, I have just enjoyed it more and more. And that's actually happened to me with almost all of Edgar Wright's movies because just just the kinetic energy he puts into these things and and uh, the dialogue and performances are great. And even the story, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. And his use of music and everything just makes it, for me, just a fun movie to watch. And you know, I mean, obviously you can see from my list so far, I tend to go not by artistic when I'm looking at my own favorites, but by my entertainment value, how much I enjoy it. And that was tops of the year for me. Okay. Um, uh, it's like a broken record on this show. I'm going to first start with Get Out. I'm 100% with you, Peggy. I am not a horror movie fan by any means. Um, and I don't think it's like traditional horror. It's more like psychological thriller at times, but the overall movie is very, like, I felt super uncomfortable during it, but I loved every second of it. I think some people said Get Out's a little overhyped. I think it's a little underhyped. Like, I think that movie stands, like, is, is really good. Um, somebody's getting hungry. Uh, next is Baby Driver. Baby Driver's a great movie. Um, I don't believe it's, as, like, people's, like, number one of all time. Like, that's insane to me. Like number one crime movie, I think it was on some people's list the other day. Like, yeah, that was. That's an insanity pick. I don't agree with that, <clears throat> but I think it's a fun movie. I think it's a real, uh, real fun movie. So I can't hate you for having it. Whew. Uh Lady Bird. Um, Lady Bird. Uh, I've said it before. Uh, that movie made me feel a lot of things. I felt for uh, Cersei when she hopped out of the car because I wanted to do that during watching this movie. This is a pretentious pile of shit, in my opinion. It was super overrated. I get it for people that like it. I can't stand it. Lori Metcalf does the same performance she does in The Big Bang Theory as she does in this thing. Oh, she's a she's a what the fuck mom. are you saying? She's wow. the same actress. Can, she, hold on. Hold on. She's the same actress. She just pulled on the same performance. Um, yeah, this movie is just BS on top of BS on top of BS. In my the best coming of age movie. Please get the hell out of here. You said his favorite. Seventeen. Edge of Seventeen is way better than this movie. Miles better than this movie, and no one even talks about it. But Lady Bird comes out, and it's great. No, it's overfluff bullshit. I hate this movie. Saw it, everybody. I saw it three times. I've wood sat through this thing three times trying to learn, understand it. Nope. Not a clue why anybody likes this movie. Um, but real quick, um, what is it? Why did everybody pick uh, the other movie? I'll start. Um, both Get Out and Lady Bird are movies that I actually really enjoyed to some extent, but I will say that the, the overpraise I felt they were receiving actually made me like them less. It's just one of those things that happens. Like it happens to me a lot with Christopher Nolan movies. Like I would like them if people would stop just like, just bowing down to him like this cinematic God. So, I mean, so both those movies I enjoyed just wouldn't be in my top. That's all. I can go next. Um, Lady Bird. I kind of disagree with you. I thought it was brilliant. The scene where Lori Metcalf drives around and comes back. Just it's, there's no words. It's just all the acting on her face. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Baby Driver. I thought the best thought, thing about it was the soundtrack and that was about it uh yeah i'm just gonna say uh the word pretentious is incredibly overused uh and really misplaced in that sense it's not really trying to be this crazy art movie it's like a very personal story so i think that's kind of a weird angle to attack lady from uh, no, i mean i think 
I think Get Out is is phenomenal. Um, I think it is really scary, especially if you can empathize with the people that are that are in the story. Um, it's super entertaining. Twenty uh, seventeen is I think is just at the top a really strong year. Um, and every time I hear people, not to do the Cody Newberry thing, people in this community talk about uh, Baby Driver, I find myself liking it less and less and less and less. And it's a really fun theatrical experience. But I, I mean, it just it's not it's not sliced bread. Um, it's really fun, and like I would watch it again willingly. Um, but I just think it's a little airy. It's a little empty. Um, it doesn't stick with me. I think the way that the, my favorite movies of 2017. Do. Um, yeah, I don't hate Baby Driver. Um, I know that's a misconception. Uh, it is definitely not the best cry movie of all time. That's I didn't say that. Let's just keep that. Oh, in mind. I, I know you, I, I, you didn't say that, Pride. But but uh, you know people. As as a as a community, we shall be ashamed of that that people have said that. Um, it's 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 a decent movie. It's on my short list uh, for this decade. If it had been in another decade, it may have made the list. Um, but I mean, there's just so many stronger movies. Um, I think I think it's a uh, um, it's it's a fun movie. Uh, same with Get Out. I do think Get Out is a little overhyped. I watched it, re- rewatch it recently, and I just away from all the all the hype of it. Um, I don't think it's bad. Um, I just don't. I'm, I, I'm not as into it as everybody else is. Um, but and of course, I completely agree with everything Paul said. Sorry, that, my, my my reaction to Lady Bird is not going to be the the last one that I have because somebody else. <laughs> oh, has I know. Else, I hate I even more. Um, all right, we're going to go to the next year, 2015. 2015. So where does everybody have that ranked? Nine, three, one, three. Twenty fifteen. I have 2015 at seven. Seven. Peggy, All right. Ryan, Kirk, me. Yep, Peggy, take it away. What is the number one movie number of the one. decade in your opinion? It's not necessarily my favorite of the decade. I, the way it worked out, I'd pick one per year, but this one I think is brilliant, doesn't get enough talk, it is The Big Short. Um. I kind of want to talk about this, like Stefan from SNL, like this movie has it all. Margot Robbie in a bathtub explaining subprime mortgages. Brad Pitt taking an elevator ride wearing a medical mask. It's it's just, it's brilliantly directed. I didn't expect it from Adam McKay. Uh, just, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it because I know I'm going to get some flack thrown back at me, but that's all right because I love this movie. I don't think you get as much flack as you think. Uh, Brian. Favorite. Somewhere Sean Sandberg is doing a dance right now for that pick. Um, I picked... Cody's favorite movie of probably all time, and that is Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is one that I, 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 I've i never been a big fan of Mad Max movies. I thought they were okay. You know, they were enjoyable enough. So I had no expectations this one. And this one, I just thought that as an action movie goes, as the stunts and the cinematography and the art design, everything about it, I just thought it was not only just beautiful for an action movie, it was so well done. It's, it is a very simple story. It's basically just drive there and back again. But they made it feel so much energy and it was just exciting and it was beautiful to look at. So there you go. Enjoy, Cody. Whoever else, I don't even know. I don't even care. Who goes? I don't. Know. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, uh, it was number seven for me. Yeah, uh, for me, I had it number seven for 2015. This was another uh, year had a couple really strong candidates, um, but I had to go with with what was my personal number one of the year, and that was Creed. Uh, I just love this movie. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is so good in it. Um, he 
and I mean, they just they they whenever they do reboots or you know soft reboots or you know whatever like this, uh, you know, talk about how they reinvented the franchise, and they did so, they did it right this time. Um, they really modernized Rocky. Um, it's the first time you actually see anything resembling real boxing in Rocky, and some of the bo- best boxing scenes I've ever seen in, in movies. That first fight with the, that's all the one shot was just amazing. That blew my mind. Uh, so that was uh, yeah, this is my favorite for the year. Uh, back here in pretentious corner, uh, he, your boy Paul coming at you. This movie is called Queen of Earth. Uh, it is a very, very small psychological thriller uh, with Elizabeth Moss and Catherine Waterston that uh, is remarkable, I think. Um, and part of the reason I picked it is because of the way this show usually works. Um, it was just sort of something I wanted to give some attention to. Um, not necessarily have to talk about it a ton, but this is an incredible sort of black swan better version of mother kind of thing going on between the two of them it's kind of a it's a a two-hander and i think both of those women are remarkable and it's simple and it's efficient um i just think it's a great it's great uh and i also switched out a movie because i was adhering to the non-kirk rule of picking movies that were actually released in the year so yeah the kirk rule i like it um all right peggy what was your one again i'm trying to remember uh big short big short I enjoyed this movie uh, for an area that I know nothing about. Uh, they were able to explain it to me, and I, I enjoyed it. I think the cast is stellar, and I think the script's really good. Um, I didn't get quite the hype as everybody else did. Like a lot of people, really love this movie. I like it. I just, and I went back to it, but I don't like love love this movie. Uh, Brian, I'm skipping you. Um, Paul, uh, yeah, haven't seen your movie. Don't uh, haven't seen it, so I can't I can't tell you if you're right or wrong. But thanks yes, for always putting the it technique. at the bottom. That's the technique. But thanks for always putting it at the bottom, so I can't really rip you too hard for putting somebody on the <laughs> Kirk, uh, you won twenty fifteen. Congratulations, Creed. Yeah. I love Creed. I think Creed is one of. I'm a huge Rocky fan. Um, then there's a there's a few bad ones in that. I think I think I think Creed is fantastic. Um, I don't know if Daffy Duck showed up. Uh, but Creed is, uh, Creed is fantastic. And uh, uh, Ryan Michaels, I, I love you so much. Uh, where'd you put this on your list? Uh, overall, it's my number three. Oh, I'm so happy that 20, uh, 2020's here. We can stop talking about this decade right now. We can fuck this movie. Uh, I said, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This movie is, I am so sick of this community and filmgoers in general that says, a movie that is beautiful is a great film. No, stop. There has to be more to it. And this movie makes no fucking sense. It's a hunt for gasoline. They drive 18 wheelers through the fucking desert with terrible tread. And no one fills up one time. There's not a fill up scene. No one gets gas. And oh, man. We really miss those gas station <laughs> scenes. They, dr- You know what? They, they did that nice little dark scene that put everybody to sleep in my theater. Yeah, this movie is it's visually fantastic. Can't give you anything. As a movie, fuck this movie. This is an action. There are better action movies with better action scenes than this movie. I will stand by it. And guess what? You can watch it in black and white, which I've seen it. Doesn't do anything different. You can see it in color. Still hate it. You can watch it with uh, in a different language that I don't understand. Still hate it. This doesn't. This movie doesn't get better in any ways you watch this. I watched it in the dark with a blindfold. Didn't help. Movie sucks. General, hate the movie. So um, you're saying so, you don't like no, it? No, I don't like it. I think this... <laughs> I wanted to jump out of the car in Lady Bird and get hit by one of the 18-wheelers in this movie. 
there's a, a person like they spray spray paint on their face and like oh my this movie just <laughs> whack job after whack job it makes no fucking sense but gasoline makes sense okay um yeah you're you're really in the bottom of the barrel i thought ladybird was you're both three suck both your three suck congratulations you both suck okay we're moving on because I. Oh wait, no. Talk about. Go ahead. Uh, Paul will say. Uh, Mad Max is this close to being um, I would say it, it wasn't this close, but it is a great movie. Uh, it, it isn't like my top ten of the year. I think it is a beautiful symphony of, of chaos, um, and it's exactly the movie that it's trying to be. Uh, the Big Short can't say anything bad about it, partially because I haven't seen it. Um, this is one that I'd sort of been meaning to get to eventually. Um, but honestly, after seeing Vice, I was really discouraged. I know this is probably a better movie. Um, I would hope so. Um, but yeah, Vice was pretty rough for me, so I, I stayed away from the big short for a while. Um, and Creed is really, uh, and Creed is probably my my two or three for 2015. That is an incredible movie. I think it's probably the best reboot we've ever had in cinema history, potentially. Um, yeah, incredible entertain mass incredible mass entertainment that's also effective. Like it's it's great. Uh, Kirk Brian. Also, a theme with Peggy's list, two Ryan Gosling movies already. So we'll see if there's more. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Paul's movie, unfortunately. And uh, Peggy and Brian's movie, I could say the same thing about both of them. Uh, they're both movies I saw, movies I enjoyed, movies that on a technical level, for different reasons, are very well uh, done, very well. But they're neither of them are movies I'm eager to go back to. Um. Big Short has a lot of great performances, but just a little talky and a little too uh, full of itself and a little too self-important. And uh, uh, Mad Max, it's a great action movie, great great continuous chase scene, um, but that's not exactly like my cup of tea. Um, so I appreciate everything they did, but I did, and I, I don't hate it. I mean, it's, it's a very solid movie, um, but it's just not what I'm, I'm really chomping a bit to get back to. I guess it's over to me. Uh, Mad Max, I have to agree with uh, that. It's not really my cup of tea. It was beautifully shot. I mean, the scene with the people on the bars going back and forth looked beautiful cinematographically. Not a functional way to fight on someone who's riding on a truck. Just, that just pulled me right out of the movie. Uh, Creed, I almost picked this movie for this year. Love Ryan Coogler. Uh, when Fruitvale Station came out, I went to social media and tweeted out, this guy's brilliant. This guy's got a huge career ahead of him. This movie solidified that I was right. Soundtrack's amazing. All the little, just the little the Easter eggs from the old Rocky movies that they just put in there. I thought it was fantastic. And Queen of Earth, I haven't seen. But I promise, Paul, I will see it if you see the big short since you haven't seen that. I own it, so I probably right. watch it. <laughs> uh, Things Creed. Are kind of, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, man. Oh, I always Creed, cut Brian off. Sorry. Good movie. I, en I enjoy the movie. It's, it's just not, not the top of the year for me. Um, Big Short is, uh, I kind of agree with Kirk in that, you know, I watched it, it's a good movie to watch once, not something I think I'll ever go back and watch again, it was just kind of like there for me, um, and uh, was it Queen of, what was it, Queen of something? Earth. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, you started talking about it, I started looking it up, so you add it to my watch list, and then you said something about a combination of Black Swan and Mother, which is, you could not make me not want to see a movie more than saying something like that, <laughs> so, yeah, no. <laughs> if you want to deprive yourself... Means. Yes, I would. I gladly deprive myself of that. <laughs> All right, uh, twenty thirteen falls into the sixth spot. Um, let's. Who had? Uh, where did everybody have that? Eight. Paul had it one eight. 
Eight for me, too. Six. And his, okay. All right, Paul, tell them why you picked the right movie for 2013. Uh, this movie is near and dear to my heart. Uh, probably always will be. Uh, and that's her. Um, from Spike Jones. Uh, this is just a movie that has connected with me on, on so many levels. Uh, it's beautifully made from top to bottom. I think it looks incredible. Um, it's this portrait of a near dystopia that I think feels like it's really close in a lot of ways. Um, and I just think that the Theodore and Samantha relationship is such an interesting exploration of, of what love can be. Um, and what love is for a lot of people. And yeah, it's it just hits me in, in a lot of different places. Um, Moon Song is like one of my favorite original songs from a movie in, in a long time. And I think this is the defining Joaquin Phoenix performance for me. I think it's him getting outside of himself in the most interesting way. And I just think it's remarkable, stunning. Um, I Yeah, I love it so much. It's my favorite movie made uh, post-2000. Um, I just think it's striking and gorgeous and just every positive attitude you can really think of. It's an incredible movie. Uh, Peggy, what was your 2013? I went with the uh, conclusion of my favorite movie trilogy, and that is Before Midnight. Uh, I am a big fan of Richard Linklater. Uh, I followed the story of Jesse Lane from the first movie. Spent 18 years in the making to the third. And I love the fact that it didn't really romanticize them as a couple anymore. It was felt more based in reality. And I thought that was a brilliant choice for them. And that's why I chose it as my favorite. No, that's not yet. Uh, I think you both had it, right? Kirk and uh, Brian. Yeah, they, thoughts they, of Kirk, Brian, whoever wants to go. Go ahead, Brian. Um, I went with a movie I'm sure nobody else had to have on the list. It's a small black and white movie, but made by Avengers director Joss Whedon, and that is much ado about nothing. Um, I'm a sucker for Shakespeare when it's done really well, and I thought that they did a great job. The cast they assembled for this movie, um, he basically just got his friends together at his own house, and he wanted to make a small movie after doing the blockbuster that was Avengers, and they made this movie, and I just thought that they not only uh, were able to capture the, the Shakespeare style and dialogue and everything very well, but just everybody in there is just uh, so great at the performances. They're so likable, you know, the, the villains, you hate them. And it's just, you know, it, I completely write this off to my own uh, bias for Shakespeare, but I really loved this movie and the way it was done. So. Hey, Kirk. Okay, my number eight was probably the uh, complete opposite of Shakespeare uh, for 2013. This is a movie, personal pick for me, uh, it was Pacific Rim. Uh, watching this movie in the theater was probably one of the most fun times I had in uh, in a movie uh, this decade. Uh, the scale of this movie just blew my mind. One of my favorite shots of the decade is the over-shoulder shot of the kaiju where the little girl's running away. Uh, that was just fantastic. Uh, I think Screen Junkies in their honest trailer, they nailed it. They said it's either the smartest dumb movie or the dumbest smart movie of all time. And I couldn't be more dead on. Uh, it's it's just it's it's campy and it's silly and it's goofy, but the the robot fights and the kaiju fights are <coughs> so much fun. And uh, I know it's not the best movie of the decade, but for me personally, it was the most fun. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I will first start with Paul. Uh, Paul is the reason I watched this movie. Uh, I I love this movie. I think her is super good. Um, I, it kind of pushed it off for a while because honestly, I thought. Joaquin Phoenix is a nutbag, uh, to be honest. And like, he was always on the poster with the mustache, and was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to sit through this. 
And then it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I don't think it's my favorite of the decade, but it's definitely in my top five of the decade. Um, it still sticks with me, and I've watched it numerous times. Um, and it was just because Paul kept bringing it up, so I watched it. And I couldn't agree more that this is the correct movie from 2013. Uh, next is uh, trying to, I'm trying to remember everybody's before movie. Midnight. Uh, before Midnight, I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen any of those, so I can't really say much about that. Um, next is uh, Kirk. What did you have? Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Okay, I, I, I was. I had a whole thing about this. I like this movie a lot. Um, I like this movie more than I probably should because I despise certain movies. I like this, like Transformers and stuff. Mm. The second one pissed me off so bad because I actually liked the first one, and then the second one came out, and it was so so. I haven't. I haven't even bothered to watch that one. Oh, no. it's so bad. But this movie is a lot of fun. Like, super, super enjoyable. Uh, I don't know if it would be best of the decade of 2013, but hey, I, I give you credit for putting it on there. And then Brian had... Sorry, I'm really bad. What you do about nothing? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen... I don't like Shakespeare. I didn't like it in college. I, high school, I don't like it. Oh, uh, Lion King. Shade. Shade. Uh, that's... Yeah, that may be, <laughs> that may be uh, Shakespeare with fur, but it's good fur. Um, so uh, I will I will do a favor. I will ask you for some... Shakespeare movies and maybe give them a shot and watch them this because I'm watching a lot of movies in this next year, but that's not what I've seen. Everybody, talk about. I will it. jump I, off from that. Let me tell you, if there was a Shakespeare movie and if there was a Much Do About Nothing movie, it would be made by Kenneth Branagh, not by Joss Whedon. Um, Another Joss excellent Whedon, version of it. Yeah. Joss Whedon, if you want to make a good movie, I've been waiting for about 15 years for you to make another one after Serenity. Um, so that would be great, dude. Um, I'm, no, I'm kidding. This actually isn't that bad of a movie. I think it's a pretty decent, much to do on nothing adaptation, but it's just not that exciting. Um, and then Kirk's pick was Pacific Rim, which is a movie I like, but I just think there are too many extraordinary movies from 2013 for me to justify it. I did at one point have the entire Idris Elba speech memorized, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe not my proudest moment. Um, and Before Midnight is, is beautiful and and heartbreaking. And it's, it, there's a lot of romance movies that are big in 2013 for me. Um, and Before Midnight is, is extraordinary. It's just her is such a deeper personal connection for me. No, and that makes complete sense because if Before Midnight had been made in any other year of the decade, uh, her would have been my pick for 2013. I thought it was fantastic. Amy Adams surprised me that I didn't think she was going to be as good as she was. In that. And Things as small as like the costume design choices, I just thought it was fantastic. And then uh, much to do about nothing in specific room. I haven't seen either of them, so I can't say much. All right, so her is actually it's in my top twenty of the year. So I mean, I, I like the movie, I like the performances in that movie. Um, before midnight, I I loved Before Sunrise. Um, I loved Before Sunset a little bit less. By the time I got Before Midnight, I, she's she mentioned how they don't they no longer romanticized it. It was and that's the problem I actually had with the movie. It was just a whole lot of, you know, arguing and it wasn't the relationship I liked, which, you know, it, it was, people want different things from them to see the progression of the relationship. And that's fine. But that just wasn't for me. Um, Pacific Rim was the one I knew was coming on Greg's list. Um, and before the rest of you guys give him a pass on this one, uh, you should know that he thinks this is better than Jurassic Park. So, I like it. I like it better than Jurassic Park. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to put him on trial or what. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that that's a conversation for another time. But as far as this movie, it just it, it surprises me. Of all the popcorn entertainment movies that I would think Kirk would gravitate to, when I heard he liked this one, 
I was surprised. I mean, I think the movie's okay, so I'm not going to trash him for liking it. But it just for Kirk to like it this much is just shocking to me. Kirk, is that true? I enjoy it better. I, I, I like Jurassic Park too, but I mean, I, like, I like Pacific you, Rim. Your teammate was Jurassic Sharks. <laughs> yeah, his teammate really almost disowned him because of this. Right? So. Yeah. Dropped, real, real, dropped you in front of a train. Real hey, quick hey, plug. That's just a teaser of the Meg coming later on the list. Real, real quick list. plug. We're working. We're we're filming my top one hundred, and this is where it came from. And watch, tune in to watch Shaw and crucify me over this. It's Ooh, one; okay. they're one spot away from each other. Yeah, there's your tease. <laughs> okay, there. Okay, so um, uh, we're moving on. I think. Uh, is everybody talked? I'll okay. go. Real, I'll go real quick. Um, because I haven't seen Peggy's Sunset trilogies on my list. Haven't seen Brian's. Um, I do like Shakespeare. Big fan of Shakespeare. Brian and I have been on Shakespeare panels together. Um, I gravitate more to the tragedies and the comedies. And Much Ado About Nothing isn't one of my favorite comedies. Is um, but that cast and everything. I, I do want to see that. And um, her, I liked. Um, I just it didn't resonate with me personally, like it does. I know it does a lot of people. Um, so I didn't have it ranked as high as a lot of people do. But I mean, it's a great movie. Okay, so we're moving on to the next year, and we are going to talk about the year of 2010, which I expected to be higher on people's list. Um, Number two. So Four. Four. Okay. Seven. Twenty ten. Seven. Five. 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 Okay. So, Brian, start off. All right. Um, I think my only director to appear twice on this list, and this is another one that grew on me, and it is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, I actually had a tough time, I will admit, but I've just killed Paul. Um, this and Social Network, really, up until the last minute, I kept going back and forth which one I wanted to nominate. And I, I, I love them both, but I just went with this one because this is another one that just the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. I just, the style of it, and I know that isn't for everybody, but it just, it just the style that I like, and it's just full of great actors, and it is just a ton of fun. And that's all I'll say because I don't want Paul to die over there. If you didn't want that, you should have picked something else. Uh, <laughs> I think I have it next size at four. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I wish Brian Brian didn't uh, drink a lot of alcohol before making that decision because the the decision there is the social network um, that is my number four. Um, I think this is really the defining movie of the decade um, in a lot of ways. I think that technically it's probably the best made, um, and it's an incredible one of my favorites. Um, it's not a little just because I wanted to um, give some more chances and more personal stuff, but um, yeah, social network top to bottom. Um, Basically, a perfect movie, I think. Um, besides maybe besides the Brenda song performance, which can get a, a little rough, I think. Um, but it's just astounding. I think Garfield in this is one of the great supporting performances of the last five, ten years. Um, I think he's extraordinary in this. Again, the script, you know, Sorkin. It's the, the set everyone talks about that opening scene where they're having the two stilted, um, t uh, you know, conversations that are not really aligned with each other, um, and that's just such a signifier of who Mark Zuckerberg is. Um, I need a sequel to this movie. Um, Facebook has changed so much in the last uh, 10 years that I think it'd be so great to see them go, uh, go back to it. But yeah, I mean, it's a movie I've talked about many times. It's just great in every aspect, really. It's just one of those movies. Uh, I think Kirk had it next. Yeah, I'm number five. This is, this is my number five. Um, yeah, this is another great year. Um, I'm looking at the list here. A lot of movies I could have put on this uh, on this list. 
for for number for uh, for this year. Uh, but the one I went for is one I've just watched recently for the first time, and it really resonated with me. And that was uh, True Grit. Uh, this was I'm not usually not a huge Coen Brothers fan. I like them, but uh, I'm not as into them as a lot of people are. Uh, but this one just it was just such a beautifully shot and uh, beautifully told story uh, of. You know, just this going on. I think it's I I I think it's better than the original. Uh, Jeff Bridges is great in this. All the performances are great in this, and uh, the music, the the score is 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 amazing. Uh, so everything about this movie just comes together and works so well. Uh, so out of all these great movies for this year, I had to go with this one. And Peggy, here's the one I'm going to take a whole lot of flack for. And as much as Paul said earlier that there was a little bit of a trend with me having two movies already with Ryan Gosling on it. Uh, here's the second one with Emma Stone on it. I went with Easy A, which is a surprising pick to some, but I like movies that where if I'm scrolling through the TV guide and I see it's on, I stop, I watch it. And this is one of those movies for me. I thought Emma Stone was brilliant in it. Uh, you got Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson as the parents. They were fantastic. It's just one of my favorite movies of the decade, so I had to, I had to name it. Um, okay. Um, first, <laughs> we're going to talk about the person that was correct, and his name is Paul Yama. Social Network is the key, the, the correct choice of this. Um, uh, well, I'm going to talk about something after this, but there's a movie that I think a lot of people are missing, and I'm just curious why it missed everybody's list. Um, but uh, this movie is brilliant. I think we've said it so many times on the show. We've said it on Biopics recently. It's just so... It's so good. And I know there's not like a hundred percent truth in it like anymore, but still Andrew Garfield scene when he smashes the computer is still my, one of my favorite scenes of all time. Um, it's just so good. Uh, then we're going to go to uh, Kirk. Kirk, your movie was. Gosh, True Grit. True Grit. True Grit. True Grit. Um, I've seen this movie one time. I liked it the first time, but I'm not a huge Western fan. I don't go back a lot to watch them. I'm also not the biggest Coen Brothers fan at times. Like I like the certain ones, like I like Fargo, I like Oh Brother, I like I like certain ones, but I'm not like Big Lebowski doesn't register, you know. And I think they're great performances. It just doesn't stand out enough for me to go back and sit through it. Um, Peggy, Easy A, I will stand with you. I don't think you get a lot of shit. I love, I like Easy A a lot. I think Easy A is a really good movie. I wouldn't say it's 2010 is a hard year in movies. Like I think there's a lot of good choices you could have went with. This is the most unconventional pick, but it's a uh, it's a good movie. It's a damn good movie, and I I've seen it recently, so I will stand by you on that one. Oh, and Brian, 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 Brian. Um, I hate this movie. Like this is a movie I absolutely hate. I was on call with four people watching this movie for the first time. And they watched it with me because they wanted to see my reactions because they swore up and down. I will love this movie. Just you have to give it a shot. I was half asleep near the end. I was bored out of my mind. I was annoyed by the people that I was watching it with because they were just annoying me on top of what the movie was. Um, And they weren't even talking. They were just saying, oh, man, it's such a good scene. Terrible. I think this movie is just style over like it's just it just throws its thing at you, but it doesn't mean nothing at the end of the day. I don't believe is it Michael Sarah right? That's who it is. I don't believe you should lead a movie. I like I don't believe you should lead a movie. I don't think you're that great at it. Like that movie's bad. 
Um, but all these pretentious, like I guess I guess I am using that wrong. All these hipster kids that just absolutely love this movie because it's the greatest and it's a comic book movie in some people's eyes. I think it's I think it's garbage. I honestly do. Uh, but this is why I brought you on. Uh, everybody, why tell me call why. Why have so long? <laughs> Uh, I will say, it, it, I think it's a comic movie. It's in everyone's eyes because it's for, adapted from a comic book. I know. Uh, I, <laughs> thanks. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I am pretty open about my uh, kind of dislike for Scott Pilgrim. The, actually, the recent time I watched it, um, I didn't hate it quite as much just because at that point, I was just so resigned to, like, this movie is, is exists as it does. Um, interesting theme with Cody hating movies with particular style, which is an, a note for later, potentially. Um I just think it's yeah. I just don't care about Scott Pilgrim. I think it's it weirdly rewards him for bad behavior. Don't love that. Um, True Grit. It's interesting that Cody doesn't like it as a Coen Brothers thing, just because it's one of the least Coen Brothersy movies out there. I think um, it's a bit in the Lincoln bag for me. It's kind of stodgy. It's good performance stuff, and it's it's well made and, and structured well. Um, it just doesn't stick with me in any sort of meaningful way. I don't love the Bridges Rooster Cogburn though. Um, but I do think Haley Seinfeld's amazing in it. And Easy is just a very easy movie to like. I think it's hard to find a lot of people that would have a passion and distaste for this movie. Um, I do wonder where Penn Badgley has gone since this movie came out. I got disappeared. Uh, and I wonder why, why that was. But yeah, I mean, Easy is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'll start uh, with uh, Peggy because I haven't seen Easy A. Um, Scott Pilgrim is the ultimate this community movie. <laughs> Um, I don't hate it. Uh, I, li- I enjoy this movie. Um, but when I hear people talk about it like it's the greatest thing ever made, that just blows my mind. Um, I think it's it's fun for what it does. Um, but I just don't like I think, you know, lack of sub- uh, substance is really uh, hit the nail on the head. Uh, Social Network, I enjoy. Um, I am not a big Jesse Eisenberg fan. I usually kind of run the other way when I see him. And I think he's a bad combination with Sorkin. Because I think the weakness of Sorkin's uh, writing is that it's it, it can often sound like it's being read, and Eisenberg always sounds like he's reading his dialogue. So I mean that first scene that, that you were talking about, Paul, at the, at the at the bar, as much potential as that scene had, I was watching like they might as well have their scripts in front of them because it just so like going through and reading like there wasn't anything real about that. My favorite performance in that movie is Army Hammer's Twins. I think he does great in that, and he's great in that role. Um, but no, I don't, again, it's not a movie I hate. It just it's a little overrated. Um, I mean, those other two I've seen, I think they're both well. Social Network solid pick. I think Brian's reaching with uh, Uh Social Network. I, I disagree with Kirk because I, I think that while Aaron Sorkin in, in anything he does, uh, except for maybe Moneyball, is a little more natural. But in like even West Wing things like that, it, it does sound a little bit unnatural. The dialogue it's kind of a heightened form of banter and dialogue so it sounds unnatural but i think it sound i think completely works i think i think this banter and dialogue that he writes and that and i thought jesse eisenberg and everyone else in the movie handled it perfectly and very well um if i was saying what i thought was the best movie like the best filmmaking of the year absolutely be social network I mean, even as my favorite it, it was how i took this list um it was right up there and i almost chose it and maybe i should have um easy a I, I love that movie. It's it's in my top ten of that year. Uh, Emma Stone, kind of her first lead role. Um, plus, you know, I like when they make these new adaptations, like like with Shakespeare. This is basically Scarlet Letter, kind of a newer version of it. Um, and so I really enjoyed that film. 
and um, True Grit. Um, I'm kind of with, with uh, I think it was Cody was talking about his hit and miss with Coen Brothers. Except my, I tend to like their comedies more than I like their more serious stuff. And again, I respect the performances and everything in it, but just uh, it's not one of my favorites of theirs. Uh, speaking of True Grit, I have not seen it, but I am a big Harry Steinfeld fan. Cody mentioned earlier, Edge of Seventeen, Begin Again, Bumblebee. She's been great and everything, so I've been meaning to see it. I will see it soon. Haven't seen Scott Pilgrim either, but um, Social Network. Aaron Sorkin could do no wrong. I tend to fumble over my words on a day-to-day -day basis. I wish he could script my life for me. It's a um, So I do have a real quick question about 2010. I know a lot of people will have this. A lot of people will talk about this movie, and no one I, – I, I, I brought a bunch of different people in, and no one had this. There's no Inception. And that um, made me so happy. Okay. Yeah. But I'm look, just curious. Look, I don't need to be called out like this. No, and that's not a personal call-out for you. I understand that you haven't seen it. But my overall call-out, like, I'm just curious why this movie didn't rank on the other three people's list at all. Like, and I, I get it. I just want to know, just as a discussion. I assume someone would have it on the list, so I would pop up. I'm scrolling down on my box just to find it. Um, I don't think it belongs here. That's why it's not here. Okay. I think it's that simple. Yeah, it was probably in my top... 20 of the year, but that's about it. And again, it's one of those with Christopher Nolan, which I might enjoy it more if people didn't just praise him and make me, it kind of makes me dislike it more. But Paul, I, I'd, I'd be interested once you finally see it, Paul. I'd really like to know what you think about it. I, I think it's, like hard, it's hard because at this point, there's so much about it that's just in the ether. I don't know if yeah. I can really experience it the same. Just kind of what happened with me at The Shining because it's like yeah. everything is just out there. Um, so it's yeah. hard to really know. What the experience is like today. Okay. Um, that's just, so I, I'm just curious what everybody thought about it because I know it's going to be one of those things like, what? There's no exception. A few people sent me their list and they literally put it as their number one. So interesting. But we're going to go. The next one is number four. It's going to be 2016. Four. 2016. Number, yeah, I have four. Eight. All right. Paul, Brian, Kirk, Peggy. Uh, yeah, this is another really strong, really difficult year. Um, but ultimately, I went with Moonlight. Uh, I just think this is one of the sort of defining... Um, ha ha ha, Coho, very funny. Um, so I think this is the def one of the most incredible and remarkable um, achievements of, of film of, of the last however long. Um, it's so striking and moving. Uh, the music is really underrated in this movie, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, when he hits the kid with the chair, it's like one of the most cathartic moments I think I can remember in a movie in a long time. It's, of all of this pent-up um, feelings that someone doesn't know what to do with, and I think it's haunting and beautiful. And, and the ending just really gets me every time when they're when they're in the diner, um, and then when they're in Kevin's Kevin's house. I. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there really is to say about this movie. It's it's made so full of heart, uh, and every frame is just you could frame it on a wall. Um, it's incredible, and yeah, it's an amazing, amazing movie. All right, um, uh, I went with the movie that won Best Picture that year first for about two minutes, and that was La La Land, um, and that should have kept the Best Picture Oscar for that year. Um, it's just I, you know, kind of harkens back to those old school musicals, and I really. It, it, Again, it's just, it's a personal pick. Um, I just, I really enjoy musicals. Uh, Ryan Gosling, 
uh, Emma Stone were, were great in it. Um, Moonlight, I mean, I'll talk about it later, but I, I thought that was a good movie, but I just think La La Land deserved the award more, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, Kirk. Yeah, 2016 was a great year. It was really hard to narrow down. Um, I have three movies here that any one of the three could have been it, but I ultimately went with uh, my favorite, which was Hell or High Water. Um, this was a great movie, a great Western. Um, I think this is where we see Chris Pine as actually like a real actor that we could look to in the future to really do some really awesome. Th- uh, ben Foster it just kills it. Uh, in, in his role as the brother. And again, we have Jeff Bridges doing his Rooster Cogburn impression. And, uh, but I mean, he's still, he's still pretty good at it. And it, his, and his, I love a movie where uh, you have two people uh, trying to achieve completely opposite things and neither one is a bad guy. You're equally rooting for both of them to succeed. Um, and, you know, obviously that's going to lead to tragedy at the end. And that final scene of this movie is just mind-blowing, uh, the two of them going at it. So, uh, yeah, Hell or High Water is my pick for the year. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna go to Peggy. What was yours? All right, this is the one where uh, Paul Yama had it on his most overrated list. I went with Basic. I think this movie does not get enough praise. Is that it's good? Uh, it's more about to me, it's not about the relationship between Connor and Tina, like the main love interest. It's more about the relationship, the relationship between Connor and his older brother Brendan. And speaking of Jack Rayner, knocked this role out of the park. Got fantastic original music, fantastic 80s music. I, I thought it was great. Most people need to see it. Okay. Um, first, I'll stay with Peggy. Um, another movie that's this community movie is one of these, uh, Sing Street. I don't like Sing Street. I've said it before. Coho, uh, uh, I, I think it's because I'm friends with Coho. If I boil it down, I think it's because I'm friends with Coho. Because I've never heard somebody shoot praises for a movie that is just meh. Like, I think it's a fine movie. But to say one of the best is a little crazy to me. Uh, insane. Uh, don't shake your head too much, Brian, because I'm going to hop right back over uh, to another movie that is way overrated. Um, Moonlight? I think I hate the, the thing that we're talking about, the homage to like old-time Wait. Hollywood and stuff, like musicals and stuff. Yeah, they do it, but they don't do it well. They don't do it great. Like they, they, they hit the, they miss the mark. Like I'm tired of these movies that came out in the past few years that pay homage to old time Hollywood, but make old time Hollywood seem boring as fuck. Like I'm tired of it. Like please stop doing that because listen, uh, Singing in the Rain's a fantastic musical that's shot like on the old time musical set, and like no, like Emma Stone's fine. She is not that great of a singer. I will stand by that to the end of the day. They cast this movie on those two, but they didn't cast it on overall talent. The, mu- the, the music is bland, in this, especially with the musical. I think it's variable uh, music. Uh, then we'll go to Paul. Paul, I don't know if I agree with you 100%. That it Wait, would Kirk. Work. Kirk would be next, I think, right? Or I, I can talk about who I can talk about whoever I want. <laughs> Welcome to my show, sure, Sharon. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Because Kirk had sure. a correct voice. So Here on the mainland, this is how we do things. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I love this movie. It is in my top five of that year. I think it's I think it's a fantastic movie. It's way better than La La Land. But I so I think I understand completely where you're coming from on this one. Um, it doesn't resonate with me as much, which I think that's just blatantly obvious. I don't I don't I can't I can't I didn't go through that stuff. 
Uh, but the mother, uh, the mother interaction with the son, I can kind of touch a little bit base of that. So I think that's why it hits a little close to home. Um, but then the final one for me is Hell or High Water. It's my favorite movie of that year. I think that movie is beautiful. Uh, I think the Ben Foster is amazing in that movie. Chris Pine, I've said it before, is I've always felt of him as meh at times. But I think this movie is really one of the best movies he's in. Uh, Jeff Bridges, the overall. And just how everybody in this movie acts is like literally feels like where this movie is shot. Like even the waitress in the diner is just a total hard ass and doesn't like even puts Jeff Bridges in the place. So it still kills me. We serve ribeyes. That's it. Deal with it. Um, so I, I just love the overall uh, uh, back and forth between the brothers. Like Chris Pine just wanting the best for his life and Ben just can't get uh, he. This is the only life he knows and this is where he's going to live. So it's a very good movie. All right, so everybody, uh, go ahead. Tell me why these amazing movies, the two people picked, are not on people's uh, list. Um, I'll say that uh, Peggy's pick was my number two, and I went back and forth uh, which one I was going to go with because I love both these movies. Uh, my third one I also want to mention was Trade to Basaw, and that was another great one. It should have got some love. Uh, but uh, Sing, Sing Street, I love Sing Street. Um, I disagree with you. I think... Me and Brian go back and forth. This I hate most high school movies because most high school movies uh, feel like they're written by fifty-year-old men who have never talked to somebody in high school before. Uh, this movie feel the characters all are grounded and real, and then you put in that kind of like heightened reality of the the, the music uh, interspersed through there. Uh, the, the, you know their music videos and everything they're working on. Um, so I just love it. I love the relationships between the friends, between the brothers, uh, with their parents. Um, you know, what, watching them watching their parents go through their divorce, their split up and divorce, um, is just so so real and so relatable to me. Uh, Moonlight is another great one of the year. I love Moonlight. Um, it is a beautiful movie. I agree with you, Cody. The mother stuff, uh, especially at the end, is really where it got me and where I was able to relate to this and really connect to this movie. Uh, so yeah, that's another great pick. Uh, La La Land, not so much. Uh, La La Land, I think, is is one of the most overrated movies of the decade. Uh, biggest Lola Land's biggest sin. I walked out of that movie and I could not remember any of the music. You know, you you should be humming one of the songs. I forgot the music when it was. I mean, that's what your that that's your bread and butter there, and it was just. Uh, um, Ryan Wrestling and um, Emma's good. Um, you know, they're the chart movie that like deserved a best picture i think even consideration <laughs> but uh yeah um i think two great one kind of overrated pick i have nothing bad to say about hell or high water i really enjoyed that movie and the performances especially I like ben foster i mean he's good in everything he does but especially in that movie i thought an excellent job um sing street i agree with uh cody in that it's a good movie i don't get the the love for it that some people like coho um heap upon it but it's a good movie. Um, just wouldn't be tops for me. Um, Moonlight, I've kind of already talked about. It's it's a good movie. I don't hate Moonlight. Um, I just I would not have gotten the best picture of the year. Um, I, I do want to say if if their rules were not one per year, there are a couple others I definitely would have made my list. I would want to put up Nice Guys, another uh, Ryan Gosling movie, and The Handmaiden. If you haven't seen that, it's another excellent Asian movie. So. I just thought of a yeah. I mean, I wanted half the dresses that Emma Stone was wearing, but I, it, it, I don't know. It, 
didn't do it for me. Uh, Hell and High Water, I haven't seen. And then Moonlight, another one, I just thought it was, uh, I couldn't understand that it won Best Picture. I don't know. my type of thing. Uh, yeah, so Sing Street, I think, is the movie that was underrated until it became incredibly overrated, I think. Um, the amount of people that talk about it as, as underrated, I think, is just graded on me. I just don't think the romance works for me. I don't think Connor and Rafina sell that. I don't. There's no chemistry, I feel like, between them, and that doesn't work at all for me. Um, Jack Rayner is great, and uh, Driver Like He Stole, it's a great song. I think the other rest of the music kind of lags behind a bit. Um La La Land, is, it's, a, it's tough because it's a movie I really do like a lot. Um, and I do think the music is actually way better than it's being given credit for by a lot of the, the panelists here. But it's just tough, I think, in, in comparison to Moonlight, I guess. Um, I like La La Land when it was better, when it was called Umbrellas of Cherbourg uh, for the, the musical heads out there. But um, no, I mean, La La Land's beautiful. And it's got actually a weirdly similar ending to Moonlight, the sort of wistful what could have been. Um, sort of feeling that it's eliciting from you. And Hell or High Water is, I think, a movie that's aging really well. Um, it really works. And I think that porch scene is, like, the best scene in the movie that is incredible acting. I do think that the Jeff Bridges thing is it's just tough. I, I just think it's it feels like parody. It, he doesn't feel like a, the character who's in the same movie. I think it's a bit outside of the sort of the realism that the movie's going for. But the movie's great. Um, and, again, it's really fantastic. Gosh, Paul, I wish I could uh, go with the amount of bullshit that you just spilled about the music in La La Land, uh, because that's impossible. Uh, Brian, did you get a chance to you did get a chance to stop? Okay. Well, I'm sorry, you just takes or pushed me off. We're going 2014. Third on the list, 2014. Here we go. Uh, so where did everybody have? One, five, eight, four, eight. Kirk, take it away. Okay. My number one uh, movie of the decade, according to this list, if we're going year by year, uh, is a 2014 movie, and that is Whiplash. Um, just, I mean, so much has been said about this movie. Not much more you could say. Um, a lot of it rides on that ending and um, just, you know, what's going through their heads at that moment. Yeah, I've, I've thought about it for days uh, after I watched it. Just, you know, what was, what was really the motivations? What were, what were they trying to accomplish? And, um, but just that relationship. And that idea of you know, uh, J.K. Simmons' character, how driven he is and how f- far he's willing to push people. And that scene where he's talking about, uh, you know, the two, the two worst words you could say to anybody is good job. And you listen to his philosophy and you're like, wow, he's kind of right. And then you feel like kind of gross agreeing with him. Because, you know, he basically drove somebody to suicide, you know, carrying out this philosophy. Um, but you really can't see anything wrong about what he's saying. And when you you see at the end, and he kind of won. He he did what he do. Um, such a mind blowing ride uh, watching that re- that 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 uh, that relationship in Miles Teller's arc. What he goes through, what he's willing to do, and just a really cool character study with these two. And um, it's such an intense movie, and I love intense movies. I mean, I was sweating, I was tired when it was over, and uh, that's the kind of movie I love. Uh, so yeah, this is my uh, number one of the decade for thirteen uh, for Flash. Um, so who had it the next spots? I mean, I had the same movie, so should I just talk about it? Yeah, you go ahead and talk about it if you had the same movie, yes. So this was at eight. Um, I don't know if I have a ton of original things to say about this movie. It's I'm echoing generally um, what Kirk's saying. I think that the Miles Teller's performance has actually become underrated in this movie because everyone just talks about Sim- J.K. Simmons, mm-hmm. which I kind of get, but I think that this is the best Teller has ever been. Um 
And I'm really glad that he he did this and not La La Land as his Damien Chazelle collaboration as he was originally supposed to. I don't know if that really would have worked, but um, I think that this single dedication to the craft, when you see his his hands bleeding after he's practicing so much, I think that is such a driving force of the movie. And it's this commitment to greatness and and the cost of greatness. I think that is really really remarkable. Um, yeah, I mean, him performing Caravan is like insane at the end, and I think that stuff is just really really tense and incredible filmmaking i think that's the best stretch of, of um chazelle's career really is that that last 20 minutes or so um and yeah i mean it's it's a great movie i just thought the way we had this list originally i just didn't have a ton of interesting things to say about it i guess uh brian peggy um, for 2014, I thought it was actually one of the strongest years of the decade. I had a lot of films I liked. Um, and actually, my, my original number one was almost going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. But just to peek behind the curtain, I just chose for myself. I only wanted to use like one per franchise. So I only have one MCU film, and it's didn't decide to use it for this year. Um, so for 2014, I actually went with John Wick. Um, obviously, I like action movies. You've seen half my list of action movies. Um, but I thought John Wick was just so original when it came out. It's it, this movie nobody knew anything about. It just kind of came out and uh, Keanu at that point had been doing a lot of like straight to video stuff. You know, people didn't know if he'd come back to feature films, you know, successfully. And he came back in this one, loved him, loved the character. They created this whole world. I mean, with, with the continental, the hotel and the whole currency they use. And this is the world building involved in this for an action movie I thought was, was so intricate and so well done that uh, it was something fresh and original in the action genre. All right, uh, and Kirk, I would bless you, uh, Peggy. Um, well, I went with another ensemble movie just because it's another one that I think we just do. I figured that most people would pick like Whiplash, which happened. Uh, I went with a movie that I'm shocked not many people have had. You've got Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver, Jane Fonda, uh, Catherine Hahn, Jack wow. Shepard. The movie I went with is called This Is Where I Leave You. I thought it was great. It uh, shocked me that it didn't do better, but then again, on some of the movies that are about, you know, they really don't pull across that. But I thought it was fantastic. All right, so uh, we'll start with Paul. Uh, your thoughts on everyone else's 2014s? Uh, Kirk, I thought it's a terrible pick. I can't imagine why you possibly <laughs> like that movie. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so obviously, I'm a big fan of a flash. Um, shout out to This Is Where I Leave You. It won me my first ever spot on Team Match. Our five-point question was about that movie. Um, but it, it's it's a movie I haven't seen, actually. Um, it is, I think, one of the two or three Adam Driver movies that I've never seen. Um, so I, I will be watching that eventually at some point. Um, and Brian, that's a good pick. I, I think that's my favorite of the trilogy. Personally, is is the first movie. I think it's the simplest, and it's got the you know it's got the great symbols, simple simple minded motivation of it's like, you know, it's just the dog, and then it's just him getting revenge for that, um, and what that symbolizes. And I do think the world building's great. Um, just think a few of the other movies have stuck with me more, but I I have watched this movie a handful of times since it came out. It's I think it's really strong, and yeah, I think John Wick one's really good. Uh, Kirk. Um, yeah, obviously I agree with everything Paul said. Uh, John Wick, I think, is a good pick. I mean, 2014 was so deep. I mean, it was great. I'm looking here. It's a great year for prestige movies, great year for comic book movies, great year for action movies, uh, great year for horror. Uh, there's so much going on in this decade, um, and I think this is probably the best action movie came out that uh, that year. I mean, uh, this is the best action movie came out that year. Um, I love the mythology, the world building. Um, 
and just the, the whole style of John Wick and, you know, from here and into the, the rest of the franchise. Um, so I don't hate that pick. Um, and Peggy, um, I mean, that's, that's a good movie. Um, that's, a, that's a nice movie. But this year was just so heavy um, that uh, it wouldn't have made probably my top 10. Um, but that's not to say anything bad about it. Just such a great year. Um, I, another movie I think should be mentioned is Birdman. Um, that would have, I mean, again, I went back and forth on Whiplash and Birdman. Um, and Whiplash went up, and Birdman's great too. I don't know who hasn't talked yet. Brian. I don't think Brian has. We've no. all talked. Oh, Brian. Um, Brian Whiplash is a movie that that I like. I like uh, La La Land more than that as far as Damien Chazelle movies go, but I can't say anything bad about Whiplash. Um, it is a great movie full of great performances, um, uh, especially like you're talking about the scene with the, where he's practicing so hard his hands are bleeding. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a an excellent movie. Um, I love Peggy's pick of This is Where I Leave You. That is a movie with a great ensemble cast, not a weak link of the bunch, um, it's a perfect balance, I think, of comedy and drama as far as that kind of movie goes. And especially Adam Driver had a great year because in, in that year he did both that and another romantic comedy called. He was a supporting role with uh, in What If, which is a Radcliffe movie, and that is another great one. If you, have, if you have not seen either of those movies, I encourage everybody to go see both of those movies. They're both on Prime, I think. Um, so yeah, so Whiplash, hundred um, uh, percent. I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, it was always in that battle um, for that year of like my top spot because uh, I thought it was it was a it was one of the standouts. Um, this is where you leave. I haven't seen, so I can't really say much about that. And what was Brian's? Oh, uh, John Wick. Yeah, uh, John Wick. No I I love the first John Wick. Uh, John Wick one is still my favorite. Uh, I don't. I like the second one. Third one's a lot to take at times. Um, but I think the first one is still brilliant of everything they set up in the first one. So, yeah, 2014. Uh, for one I haven't seen, the two would have been two choices I would have picked. Guardians of the Galaxy would have been a great choice, I'm just saying. That would be fantastic. Um, but we'll move on now to the next uh, year to recent. almost wrap it up. The recent, yes. The recent did end up at the top. Uh, but we're going to go 2018. 2018's the next one. So that yes, that means 2019 is the number one overall, which is impressive. Um, so good for you, but okay. So I had seven. My 2018 is number seven. For me. 2018 is number one for me. I got six. And three. Okay, Brian. All right. Um, like I said, I was I was going to choose just one MCU film, and and I chose that one to be Infinity War to represent me because uh, again, I mean, Endgame is kind of the end of. Uh, obviously the end of the whole 20 what is it was 22 movie saga of the mcu um but i actually thought infinity war was really kind of the culmination of it because it really is kind of a one and two part of the of the ending and uh that movie i thought just was everything that you wanted a marvel movie to be um yes it was kind of it, it was so packed and everything moved so fast that uh, you didn't get as many character beats but i thought they still handled it very well and I thought that it, like I said, you just brought everything together, and it was just the culmination of a decade plus of uh, great movies. So who had it in the next spot? Peggy had three, I think. Peggy, what were you? Uh, okay, um, well, we're sticking with the MCU here because my number three pick was Black Panther. Uh, love this movie. Again, mentioning the name Ryan Coogler. Fantastic director. I cannot wait to see what he does next with anything he ever chooses to direct. Uh, one of the things I most loved about this movie was I like it when villains make me want to be on their side. The, the 
character of Killmonger, it makes you think for a second, like maybe he's not the one who's in the wrong here. But then I don't know. Just I thought it was brilliant. I'm sure everybody else can talk about it more intelligently than me. Kirk uh, or Kirk, yeah. I had six. Yeah, my number, uh, number six, and the movie I picked, I think this is probably the most underseen movie of the decade and a movie that really deserves more attention, and that is American Animals. Um, this is a really cool little crime movie. Um, plays a lot. It's, it's kind of uh, biographical, um, and it plays a lot with memory and point of view and uh, what you see and what you remember seeing. And um, great cast. Uh, and it's uh, a lot of comic uh, comedy elements to it, like tragic comedy. And like I said, all the crime elements, a lot of fun. Um, and I just love this movie. Um, I fell in love with it. I saw it. And again, this is another tough year. Um, I'm looking here. A lot of good movies. Probably four or five movies I could have put on this list or, or put it to spot um, without hesitation. Uh, but when I thought about American Animals, I had to give a, give a nod to. Uh, yeah, uh, my pick is Shoplifters. It is uh, hyper personal for me. It is a director that I love very much, and it's it's a family that I think reminds me a lot of my own in a lot of ways. Um, it's just beautiful, heartfelt, emotionally effective filmmaking uh, at its best. I think it's it's such a simple way to tell the story, but then it takes sort of a turn about halfway through that I think makes the movie reach another level, and it's just it connects so much with with humanity, and I think. It's got such a warmth to it that I think I, I just love it so much. Okay, so Infinity War. Um, I will stand with you, Brian. I don't think it's the best of the decade of this year. I mean, of this uh, year. But I always hate the argument that we didn't have a character moments. Yeah, we had we had a lot of movies leading up to this to have all the character moments we want. Now we're at the battle point. So this is we didn't need a bunch of character beats really because they're. They've been flushed out. They were they were on a collision course for this the entire time. So I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed this movie a lot more than Endgame on rewatches um, because I think Endgame's good, but I just think Infinity War tells a tighter story about it and like the battle for the stones versus the rich, <laughs> the uh, scavenger hunt for him. Uh, so I I like that choice. Uh, Peggy, what was your three? You picked uh, oh Black Panther. Black Panther. Um. King falls from grace, has to return with some buddies to take back kingdom. Yeah, I'm not talking about 94's Lion King, but it's the same beat better. Uh, I don't like Black Panther as much. I And this is another reason why I think it's Coho. I think this is why I don't like this movie as much as I should. I think it's a fine movie. It's it's all the MCU pro, uh, stuff, and it's good. It's good. But I don't think it's fantastic. And it got a lot of praises. And I think the praise from the Oscars hurt this movie in my eyes even more. Because we're talking about the best picture, but no acting, no directing, no nominations across the board. It was just, oh, we got to put Black Panther there. It just seemed like a, it, it didn't, it wasn't necessary. If you really believe that, then show what it actually deserved. Give it some actual credibility in it. It just threw it out there to put a popular movie at the top. Um, so I'm okay with this movie. I think it's just unlike origin movies for me in the MCU. They're fine, but they're not my favorites. Um, Shoplifters, haven't got around to it, Paul, yet. Uh, you've brought it up before, so I haven't seen it yet. It's fine. Uh, but uh, I'm starting something in the new year, so I'm trying to watch way more movies. So I've added to my list of things to watch, or things I haven't seen. And then Kirk, 
American Animals. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Check it out. Another one that's going to go on my list of things to watch because I'm trying to do the whole 365, which I'll fail miserably, but I'm going to at least attempt it. Uh, But yeah, that's my whole goal. So American Animals will go on there. It's fine, Coho says. Okay. Thanks, Coho. Maybe I don't need to watch it, but Black Panther's amazing. Uh, everybody else didn't put this on your list. Uh, tell me why these movies didn't make it for you. I know certain why certain people didn't. Put. Go ahead. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start. Uh, American Animals, I think, is really great. Um, I don't really want to spoil some stuff that it does, but I think the choices it makes, I think, are brilliant, and I think there's a duality in in some of the um, the storytelling that I think is really effective. I'm having a tough time with like Jenner movies with some recent controversy stuff outside of actual movies, which is just a personal thing. It's kind of tough for me to revisit this, um, but it's great. And I thought it was really underseen and underrated. Uh, maybe we can talk about that off air. But um, Black Panther is actually my favorite MCU movie. I think it's really effective just because the story has been told before. It doesn't mean that it's not a good story and that it's not effective. Um, Killmonger is great. Uh, I thought that's really, really strong movie. Um, Infinity War it's something that I've grown to like a little more, but I still um, refer to it as the, the vegan restaurant of movies um, because it has no stakes uh, whatsoever, especially after the ramifications of Endgame. I think um, that what happens at the emotional crux of the movie, it just holds no weight for me. And I just, for that reason, I just can't um, stick with it. I think it is pretty entertaining and it's fun. And it's like a movie that if it's on, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, if it's just on, on TV or something that I, I'd throw it on, but it doesn't, again, it, it doesn't have the, the, the that element that that makes me want to return to it and and really sticks with me in any sort of meaningful way. It's 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 not bad, and I think Thanos is actually much stronger in this movie than in Endgame um, performance and villain wise. I just it's a little yeah for me. Um, I'll say Infinity War. I loved. Uh, I think it's a good movie. Um, I think I like Endgame a little more, uh, but it's it's close. I mean, it's it's you know which, which way the wind's blowing. Uh, I have not seen Shoplifters yet. It's definitely on my list to see. I do want to see that. I've heard a lot of great things about it, so I want to check that out. Haven't seen it yet. Black Panther, I rewatched recently, and I have to say that movie is all hype. Um, I understand the, the social and cultural things that's going for it, but it's just an MC movie. It is MCU movie. It is so run of the mill. Um, there is really nothing new brought to the table. Uh, I mean, Killmonger is a, a well written villain. But I honestly don't think Michael B. Jordan does anything below the surface with the character. Uh, rewatching it, I thought it would be really interesting if they would have cast Daniel Kaluuya in that role. Um, after seeing Widows, um, I think he could have gone a lot deeper, a lot darker than Michael B. Jordan did, and um, made that character a lot more interesting. Um, but I mean, you have like you have the waterfall scene with all the that CGI, that big dumb uh, CGI render stampede at the end. Um, it's nowhere. And again, the the Oscar stuff I think killed it for me because I mean, this is not in the same universe as a oscar contender it's just ridiculous it just got nominated um so and i think that naturally lowered it for me um but this again going back to it after all the hype died down i there wasn't that much this move for me that because get out of you know doctor strange or you know age of ultron or any of those other average marvel movies still green book i'll tell you that <laughs> i'll agree with the character i think that black panther is like it's it's a good mid-tier marvel movie um Yes, Killmonger is a good character, um, but but really beyond that, it's 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 as good as many other Marvel movies, but it's not one of the best, in my personal opinion. Um, Shoplifters is a movie I'm familiar with. It's been on my watch list forever. I really need to get around to watching it, but I have not yet. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. 
American Animals is one I wanted to like more than I did. I mean, it was kind of an interesting experiment, kind of intertwining the, the documentary with the kind of basically reenactments kind of in, in the in the narrative filmmaking. But then it just felt like, you know, some kind of true crime show you catch on cable. You know, it's like they're talking to the real people and then they have these reenactments of it. And so it, it kind of took me out of it and made it a little bit less of a movie for me. I was trying not to spoil that part, but that's fair. I didn't realize that was a spoiler. <laughs> okay. Well, it's kind of a I feel like it's a surprise moment in the movie when it sort of makes that turn. But I don't oh, know. I thought that's, it was that's fair. Okay. That's fair. I haven't seen the trailer. I've seen so right now, so I didn't hear it, so that's fair. But okay. Uh, did Peggy go? No, she did not talk it. Did not. Um have not seen Shoplifters or American Animals, but I'm loving the list of movies I'm being put together that I have not seen that you guys are naming the favorite. <laughs> Projects in front of me for this week. I thought it was great. Um, it was a bold choice to end the movie with the dusting, spoiler alert, um, and then just fade to black. I thought that was brilliant, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's all I got to say about that. All right. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Anytime I invite Paul on, he gives you an education of what you need to watch. Uh, that's why Jake and him are never allowed to be on the show again. Um, together, at least. Um, all right, so the final year. We've arrived. Uh, it will be in two weeks. Well, it will be in three weeks. It will be the first live show back that we do. It will be the best of 2019. Um, but uh, let's hear what everybody's number one. And they might still be on the panel. So this might, or, yeah, the number one. Uh, number three. For me. Where do you have it, Brian? Six. Okay. Six. Uh, okay. I can't. Uh, Band-Aid, got to rip it off. Kirk, go ahead and start talking. Okay, uh, my number one, uh, this is actually my number two overall for the decade, but definitely my number one for 2019. Uh, it's a runaway, not even close. That's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, this was just, this movie blew my mind. I went in, everybody's like, it's good, but it's long. And see you, Brian. It's good, and it's long, and it gets, it's, it, it gets boring, and it gets dull. And I went in, I'm sitting there watching this movie, and I'm like, oh, I'm really having fun watching this movie. I really love this, and it sucks that it's going to get boring. And it never did, and it was just over, and I loved it. Um, I did not feel its length at all. I hear they're coming out with the director's cuts, like three hours long. Cannot wait for that because I want to see that. And um, it is uh, it just so well done. The stuff that people say is boring, like the drive, that scene of Brad Pitt driving home um, is just so well shot, so well made. There, I never wanted to look away from the screen for a minute in this movie. Um, the, 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 the town is a character, the time frame is a character, um, the, the, the sounds this movie, the cars, and the back of the commercials and the TV shows in the background. Everything in this movie is so well done, so well made. Uh, yeah, there's not a great detailed story, uh, but it's about these characters and about their lives. And uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. I love it so much. I love it so much. It made my, it's my number two Tarantino now. Okay. Uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, can somebody please start talking? I don't know where anybody had it, but I really need to get off. Uh, I think I next I have it at three this year, uh, and I'm doing a, a Caleb Co a Caleb Boatman uh, you know, dance get balance special, and I'm doing holding up the movie. Uh, the movie's Parasite. Uh, I think this is far and away the best made movie I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's such effective filmmaking and it's so many different genres 
um, which is what Bong Juno is so excellent at. Um, and it's got like it, the same scene will have like three different tones and it just balances it masterfully. It, it'll, it'll make you laugh. And then all of a sudden you're, you're terrified. And then all of a sudden you're really invested in this drama. And I think what it does on, on multiple levels in terms of, in terms of the, you know, there's, there are metaphors going on, but also it's very direct filmmaking. It's pop entertainment, but it's also thoughtful. Uh, it's great commentary on, on class and race, but it's also incredible to look at and incredibly staged and constructed. Um, it is my favorite theatrical experience that I've had in probably three or four years. I think it's one of the best made movies of the, of the decade easily. Um, it's just so, so excellent from top to bottom. Um, Song Kang Ho is amazing as the dad. Um, he's so funny, but then there are moments where he can be tender um, and moments where he, he can be really serious in kind of a scary way. And I think the ending is brilliant, but through and through, um, it's just a movie that floored me. And I, I can't wait to watch it over and over and over again. Um, who was next? I think I, Peggy, I think I had five. Yeah, I had that five. I went with Avengers Endgame. Uh, combination of the phases of the MCU, the MCU and everything. Any movie that gets me that invested in the characters where I'm falling my eyes out multiple times during a movie is a movie that I'm on board with. And this movie had that for me. And it's one of those movies where you want to see it in the theater and have that just that experience with everyone just losing their mind. But I thought it was great. That was my pick. Yeah. Um, had I known we'd be doing this year last, I might have chosen differently because I was hoping to kind of slide this in the bottom half of my list and get a little forgiveness there. Um, if I was doing more than one uh, MCU, it would be Avengers Endgame. That's my favorite movie of the year. But um, I went with my number two. Technically, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Star oh, Wars no. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> now, this movie has a couple. Let me tell you guys, it could have been worse. I don't, think, worse. I don't think so. I know what the other one is, but I think this. I don't anyway, know what the ahead, other Brian. one is, but I don't think he can be. Vroom, vroom. That's all I'll say. Go ahead, Brian. No, like, like I said, this, this is not, not but I'm doing this one last, but it's not my favorite of the decade. It's in the bottom half of my list. Um, and this is absolutely just a personal nostalgia pick. This is a kid who saw all nine episodic Star Wars films in the theaters, uh, you know, throughout the years of different ages. Plus this, the last group I got to see in the theaters with my kids. So that adds a little bit of a personal uh, attention to it. And so this is kind of a pick to represent both, you know, Force Awakens and this, and to a lesser extent, Last Jedi. Um, so, yeah, I know this is a very personal pick, but it's just, it for me, it just kind of brought everything to a close. And I actually enjoyed it. I know other people have a lot of problems with it, and they're valid complaints, what they have. But for me, it worked. Okay, um, where do I want to start? Because there's two I'm very upset with. Um, uh, Paris, I'll start with Parasite. Parasite is a movie that I have yet to see. It has not been in any theaters near me. It's the it's my one that I want to see so bad at this point, just because of um, everything I've heard from people that I think have terrible opinion on movies like Coho to people I respect their opinion like Paul. So like everybody's put this pretty high. So I really want to see it just to find out. Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame falls on my list each time. I, I think this movie is a really good year for movies. Uh, I may just be saying that just to be. But I really enjoyed this year. Uh, there's so many good ones. Every time a new movie comes out, and my list gets uh, jolted around, basically. 
Uh, right now, it's uncut gems for me. Uh, that's one I would have went with right now if I was going off of what I saw. Um, but that in-game is a good good choice. I, I know I have friends that are that says it's their number one. It's their most fun they had in the theaters. It's a payoff that they wanted to see. I totally get it. Oh, now, well, one had it lower and one had it really high. So I'll just go to the lower one first. Uh, I hate this movie. Um, I hate Rise of Skywalker uh, more than I should um, at this point. This movie basically tells you that you're not allowed to ask why anything happens and just sit there, okay, there's a lightsaber. I'm okay with this. Cool. It's just, it's fan service. That's not even the worst part because I expect them in the Star Wars movie. I expect fan service. But this is just like dump on top of your head nine times. And somebody told me if you if you can accept the first 10 minutes of this movie, then you're in for the entire ride. If you don't accept the first 10 minutes, you're completely off. Well, I did not accept this at all. Um, uh, I just can't wait for the memes that will come from this. I hope they uh, put um, the emperor over people's faces so they can just say that every time to her lines. I think this movie is atrocious. It makes no sense. It, uh, You said it. Nine movies... Eight of them show there's a balance, there's there's laws, there's rules to the force, and nine comes out and goes, we don't care. Bring it back. I just want a Jar Jar to pop on screen at one point because this movie is a train wreck. Um, okay. Uh, I said it earlier. Um, I'm t- sick of old Hollywood. Treat- treating old Hollywood as boring as, as I'll get out. I've also said that I think if this was Tarantino's first, second, or third movie – he'd get a lot more buffer for this movie. 100%. I think it'd be a way different scene. But they are treated as events. They are treated as something held in high regard in certain people's eyes. I'm one of them. I love Tarantino's films. This movie came out. I was so bored to tears with this entire movie. Yes, are there good acting performances? Of course. Is it a beautiful shot movie? Of course. Is this a fucking slog fest? Yes, a hundred percent. Just oh, it's Hollywood. Like blah blah blah. Write a love letter. Sit down, pen and paper, write it out to him and send it to it. Stop fucking making a three-hour movie about the exactly day. what he did. I'm so fucking over it. It's so boring and pretentious. You don't. You even said it your best. Well, it's not <laughs> the best crafted story. No fucking shit. No can just put people. There you are. It's Hollywood. Enjoy it. And then the end part is just why even why even set this movie up to take the direction that you are just to do a Tarantino indie? It's bullshit after bullshit. And you put it as one shame on you. Good I should have my two. Shame on my you. Two. Whiplash is oh, my one. Shit. Shame on you. Shame on you, good sir. Um, go ahead, Paul. You're going to tell me I'm wrong, and that's fine. Brian will be in my camp, so I'm at least happy with that. Um, go ahead, talk. Uh, I just get the Star Wars thing out of the way. Um, man, this is such what a just a disappointment. I really went in wanting to like this movie. I really did. I love this cast of the, like the new cast of this movie, but I think this is the third worst Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Maybe the fourth, if if you if you count the holiday special. I think Revenge of the Sith is better than this. I think Solo is better than this. It's it. It spends half of its runtime talking about acquiring a bunch of gadgets that nobody really cares about, and then all of a sudden their utility is gone. It's 
it half of it is really just a giant middle finger to everything that Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi. Um, right, and to be quite so. candid, that's you know that's fine. You can think that it's my favorite Star Wars movie, so I think that stuff is really, really poorly handled. And you got to make a sequel to the last movie. You can't just pretend like the other one didn't happen. I think that's a, a huge sin of this movie. Um, I just think I don't want to get into spoiler stuff because that that this is not a Star Wars podcast. But I just think a lot of their choices were really lame and toothless. Um, there are two really great, great moments. Um, the fight that switches between Kylo's quarters and the planet, I think that is incredible and one of the best Star Wars scenes really yeah, that I've ever seen, um, where it's like switching perspectives and the camera's swiveling. I think that stuff's amazing. And there's an appearance of, of a person who, who speaks a line from another movie that I think is really, really great as well. But I think the rest of the movie is really trite. Um, yeah, yeah, rough. Um, Avengers Endgame, I think, is is a pretty good movie. Um, it, it's a little full of itself. It's like making fun of these other time travel movies, and it's like, is your time travel logic that much more sound? I don't really think so. Um, it's Again, it's it's pretty effective. I think it... I, I wasn't as moved by it as other people, and part of that's investment in the, in the franchise, and I understand that. Um, but Kirk's... Uh, I am with you, Kirk. This is one of my favorites of the year as well. It's probably my second or third favorite Tarantino movie at this point. Um, and I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan in general, but I think it's such a beautiful mosaic. There's so many different uh, things that are happening, but I think they all sort of coalesce into one story at the end. I love what it does with Sharon Tate's story. And I think that was my biggest worry going in is, what is, is he going to make this a weird, hyper-violent, I didn't like, like take turn it into the haunting of sharon tate which is the worst movie i've seen this year but that stuff i think is amazing and i think the second time you watch it that anxiety of how he's going to deal with that is lifted and it allows you to just sit um and enjoy these rich rich characters and i just cliff booth and rick dalton are two of my favorite movie characters of, of the last few years i just think they're so well drawn and deep um and entertaining i just think they're really fun people to hang out with uh, and I just think it's a. This is a really, really well-made movie. Um, I saw it in theaters twice. I kind of wish I would have went more than more than that. But yeah, it's a great, great movie. Um, sorry, I went a little long. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess um, Once upon a time in Hollywood, I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought what they did with the character of Bruce Lee for some reason it just seemed like a caricature of him, and that kind of took pulled me out of the story a bit. Uh, Parasite, I have not seen yet. Rise of Skywalker, I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought the writing was kind of horrible. There was one point, um, to the folks watching at home and everyone in the room, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert for the next 20 seconds. There was a point where uh, the Emperor's like, I am all the whatever. And then Ray says, and I, and she pauses it in my head. And I said it out loud in the theater. I said, am Iron Man? And I got a laugh from everyone who was around me. I don't know. It just... The writing, it just seems like it was forced or rushed or something. It, it didn't do the rest of the the whole gamut justice. Um, I would say Parasite, I liked. I wish I could have saw that movie in a vacuum because there's so much hype going into this. I mean, like I think the day I went and saw it and it taken over the number one spot on Letterboxd, uh, so, you know, all time. So it's kind of going in like, okay, this could be one of the greatest movies ever made. So I mean, I, I had it had all that weight on it for me. Um, I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, I mean, like Paul said, I mean, the way it blends genres, 
I mean, the way it's a comedy and a thriller and all these different things, it just kind of does that seamlessly. <clears throat> it's a great made movie uh, with a lot of really great characters, really got great moments, and a great overall story, like Paul said, about you know how you know, different class differences and things like that. Um, so I love that. It wasn't my personal number one for the year, but it's, it's close. Um, Endgame is a movie that I really enjoyed. I saw that three times in the theaters, and I don't see movies that many times in the theaters that often. Um, and you know, another long movie that I was not bored by that I, I was, I was happy through so many great moments, so many great payoffs, uh, in, in this movie that I could talk about individually, but I don't want to take too much time. Um, but I mean, just the fact that they were able to wrap everything up the way they did in any kind of, you know, way that made sense, uh, was an achievement. So I really enjoyed that. Rise of Skywalker. I did not hate, um, I've only seen it once, so I, over time I may see it again and may, my feelings might change. Uh, it's not my top ten of the year, um, but you, you got to look at it. The, the problem is not just with the movies, with the trilogy. The way the trilogy was handled, it wasn't planned out in advance. Uh, you let two people who wanted to tell very different stories uh, both kind of put their hands in the dough, and you came up with a mess. Um, also, something I think that really limited this without anybody's control and nobody's talking about is the death of Carrie Fisher. Um, I think the fact that she wasn't there to film this movie, I think this, uh, at least her part of the movie, would have made a lot more sense. Um, I think this was originally going to be Leia's movie, and they had to make a lot of changes uh, when she unfortunately passed away. Uh, so I think those two things, um, considered, they kind of made the best movie that they could um, with all these external problems. Uh, so I didn't hate it. Uh, again, I didn't uh, love it, but I enjoyed it, I think, a lot more than a lot of other people did. All right. Um Obviously, I've, I've already talked about Endgame would probably be my number one of the year, although I lost a little bit of respect for Peggy when she tells me she's talking in a movie to make people laugh. Well, <laughs> I would hate you. <laughs> um, Shame. But at, out of the, like, I think I, I think if I'm up to date, I think I've seen like 100 movies from of 2019, um, uh, Parasite's in my top five. So, again, nothing bad to say about that. I, I knew almost nothing about this movie except hearing nothing but praise for it. So I decided to watch it, and I really enjoyed it. Loved the movie. Um, conversely, Out of Time is ranks like number 87 on my list right now of the year. Um, I'm sorry, not Out of Time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, Tarantino movies, I, I really want to like every Tarantino movie I see. And, but I think that the longer he's gone, the more self-important he's gotten. And he doesn't have people putting him in check. And so he makes these things like this, which is just so bloated. And it's so boring. I mean, you can cut out the entire Margot Robbie storyline, really, and it would not change the movie at all. Mm. Um, but it, there's, there's just, like Cody said, you just took this old Hollywood love letter and you really just made it so boring. I mean, there's scenes in it I like, there are performances that I like, but just overall, I found myself bored and checking my watch like every 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so we've done it, guys. We've reached the end. I'm going to have each person uh, go through and read off their top ten list. No explanation. Just read it so people know where everything actually ranked in it. I'm going to start with Kirk. Kirk, give us your ten through uh, one. Um, okay. Uh, my number ten was 2011, Cabin in the Woods. My number nine was 2012, Lincoln. My number eight was 2013, Pacific Rim. Number seven, 2015 Creed. Number six, 2018 American Animals. Number five, 2010 True Grit. Number four, 2016 Hell or High Water. Number three, 2017 Lady Bird. Number two, 2019 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And number one, 2014 Whiplash. Okay. 
Uh, we're going to go Paul next. Give us your 10 through 1. Uh, so my number 10 is 2012, uh, The Act of Killing. Number 9, 2015, Moves Queen of Earth. Number 8, 2014, Whiplash. Number 7 is 2018, Shoplifters. Number 6, 2017, Lady Bird. Uh, my number 5 is from 2011, that's Moneyball. Number 4 is 2010, that's The Social Network. Number 3 is from 2019, it's Parasite. Uh, number 2 is 2016, Moonlight. And then my number 1 is from 2013, uh, Peggy, 10 through 1. All right. Uh, number 10 was 2012, The Curse of Being a Wallflower. Number 9 was 2017, Stay Out. Number 8 was 2016, Sting Street. Number 7 was 2010, Easy A. Number 6 was 2013, Before Midnight. Number 5, 2019, Avengers Endgame. Number 4, 2014, This Is Where I Leave You. Number three, 2018, Black Panther. Number two, 2011, with Crazy Stupid Love. And number one, 2015, The Big Show. And Brian. Uh, number 10, just because I had to pick one from 2011, uh, Fast Five. Uh, <laughs> at number nine for 2017, Baby Driver. Number eight, 2013's Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, number seven, uh, 2012's Django Unchained. Number six, 2019's uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Number five, 2014's John Wick. Number four, uh, 2016's La La Land. Number three, uh, 2015, Mad Max Fury Road. Number two, 2010, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And number one, Avengers Infinity War in 2018. Perfect, perfect. Okay, now I'm going to bring in my producer, my fantastic person who runs the stream. I let him have some power in this episode, except one. We'll get to that in a second. But he's going to read off. What we basically did was combine it by ranking of where you put the year. Then we decided, unless you had a commonality on the movie, we decided to put the movie that we thought would put there of your edge's choice. So here we go. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, for number 10, for the year 2012, we chose Django Unchained. Uh, number 9, for 2011, we took Moneyball. Number 8, 2017, the commonality was Lady Bird. Number 7, 2015, we chose Creed. Uh, number six for 2013, we chose Her. Number five from 2010, we took The Social Network. Number four from 2016, we took Hell or High Water. Because La La Land wasn't making another fucking list <laughs> on my job. I gave him my top two movies of all time were in this pick, and I had to go Hell or High Water. My number three, the number three, 2014, Whiplash. Uh, but I got back at him because number two, 2018, is Black Panther. Uh, and number one, 2019 is Parasite. Yeah, so, yes. So I give everybody grades like I do every week. Uh, the la the person that won Yearless Sucks, or I think I think he's won the most times actually being on the show. It is Paul. Paul got a B plus. Um, he put some guys in C. But he picked movies Cody hasn't seen. He can't. Even though Cody hasn't seen half of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he uh, but that, that's strategy. But he also put Moneyball in there. He also put Hurl. He put Moonlight. He put some movies that I actually really do enjoy. Uh, Lady Bird was your one real. Ugh. Um, then the second place uh, would go to Kirk with a C. Wow. Um, you did put some shit on there, but you also put some redeeming qualities in there. So I have to give you. Uh, Peggy got third place with a C minus. Had some interesting choices, blah, blah, blah. And last place, not even a close contest, D minus. Your list definitely stoinks. Um, it's rough. And that's why I'm here. But here comes the upcoming list. Okay, the next two episodes will be pre recorded. I do need lists. It's worst of 2010s. Uh, if you want to be on that list, 
And then I will literally comment. I will literally uh, reach out to some people and say, hey, you could be on there. I know you don't like to talk about it, but you could be on there if I don't get enough people. Uh, then we're doing Worst of 2019. It will be the last pre-recorded show, so the stinkers of this year. Then our we will be back live for January 22nd of Best of 2019. It's going to be a stacked panel, I think, so most people. Football movies could potentially be a music topic. I may lend that to Brooklyn. I don't know. He wants to try it out, so we're going to see how the community reacts to a different topic other than movies. Don't think it might go well, but we'll try it out. Did you include February on there for Anyway, we're doing Oscars, something to do with Oscars in 2020. Uh, it'll probably be snubs, nominations, something like that. So stay tuned to that one. Uh, worst on-screen chemistry for February 12th. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting topic for Valentine's Day. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, then A24, hosted by Paulo Yama, hopefully. Uh, maybe if we can possibly get him or somebody, he'll at least be on the panel, I know. But we will have A24. I represented. I don't like those movies, so I can't be there. And then February 26th, mm. Overrated Classics by Caleb Boatman. He chose the topic. I'm really excited to see because we were going to do best, but then those are obvious and worst. Can you some really? So we went overrated because we think it's going to get the most things, and Boatman's really excited. So send me your list. Thank you guys all for being on. Um, yeah, have a good night.